Okay, okay, now we're back. Um, Miss Smalls, uh, share with us a little bit about how coaching um, has helped your marriage and even talk to us about maybe other single women that you helped or and how it helped them and their marriage, if it has. <laughs> so I think, you know, anytime you do coaching, counseling, and so on, you're getting tools, right? Yes. You are getting tools that help you manage conflict, help you manage your emotions, help you regulate yourself so that you can stay calm um, during, you know, conflict or uncomfortable situations or high stress <laughs> situations. Okay. Well, many do it um, when they on the job. Yeah. Yeah. You need, you need, yeah. And you need, you need those tools coaching for every area of your life. Yes. You know, not just marriage for work. Like you just said, um, you know, your personal relationships, all of those sorts of things. So that is how, you know, that is the benefit of, of going to a coach or account or counselor. And see, the thing about it is, and I love this about school now is that they have started helping kids now, you know, they call it social emotional learning, but helping kids now gain those tools so that when they do become an adult, they have those tools that they can fall back on. Um, so, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of the, the benefit of that. And so, yes, I talk to a lot of single women and, you know, the, I hear from a lot of single women because in my book, one of the things I break down, which, oh, my God, I wish this had been explained to me when I was much, much younger, is what happens during sex from a male perspective and a woman's perspective, right? Okay. So, and, and just to give you a little nugget, our bodies secrete very different hormones and chemicals, right? So... A woman, uh, her body secretes hormones that um, translate into love relationships, mm -hmm. right? Okay. It's a color hormone. And so it's hard to decipher, even when you're having a quote unquote one night stand as a woman, you know, that's not the, your, the hormones your body is exerting at that time are saying this is a relationship. See, the hormones can't differentiate this. So this your your harm your body is saying this is someone I want to love. This is someone I want to be with. Now when a man has sex, they secrete oxytocin. And so what oxytocin then says from there is this feels good. This is fun. This is exciting. Okay. And they want more and more of it because you get addicted to the the rush. Yes, we do. The dopamine and the oxytocin rush mm -hmm. that your body secretes. God but is good. it's not. But what's happening is this: that hormone is not saying this is a person I want to be with. I want to have a relationship with. True. It is just saying that this feels good. So it's all self-centered on mm -hmm. the man. Okay. Right. And so that is the difference that occurs in our, in our bodies when we are having um, intercourse. And that's something that men and women need to understand because that's how, you know, our wires get crossed often. Oh, yeah. 
Okay. Um, and we don't understand why. <laughs> mm. And that and that is then that plays a big part of it. That plays a big role in it. Is is you know we are just we are wired differently, and so you know if if you're going to lay down with that man, you've got to be sure and certain of what his intentions are towards you. Oh, okay. So that's I guess that's why uh, the Bible talks yeah. about abstinence and not spreading myself all over the place looking for love. Exactly, Ed, 100%. I know it's old-fashioned, and I know the Bible's written years ago, but, you know, it, you just explain the reason why. Um, see, and that's the thing, you know, I you, we all think, you know, God is being a hater <laughs> mm. by saying that, but he's really being a protector. Yep, exactly. Exactly. And then in my husband and I's our book, The Black Family's Guide to Healing Emotional Rooms, we really go heavily into that. Okay, okay. We talk about how, you know, our society, we have developed very damaged men because men and women are conditioned very differently. You know, women, as young girls, we're told to protect ourselves, take care of ourselves, you know. Uh, don't give in to men, whatever, whatever, whatever. Whereas men are raised to go get it. Okay. You know, pursuit. that's the pursuit. That's pursuit. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's very different and it causes very different outcomes for both. Mm. So when you share information like that, is it eye opening to a lot of women or what is, yes. what is that? Yes. Like? Okay. Yes, a lot of women are like, I did not know this. And I'm like, well, I didn't either. You know, I had to do the research to find out. You know, Big Mama didn't share this with me. Right. And, okay, we'll, we'll talk about, um, it's funny you say that. Can you talk a little bit about on the other side where you have some marriages where the woman may say, okay, I don't want him to touch me at all? Well, then, then you have a serious problem because, you know, uh, a big part of marriage is intimacy, right? Mm -hmm. Now, have and, you, and, now, are you telling me you've never heard or spoken to any women who've gone on strike? I've I've spoken to women that have gone on strike as a punishment to men. Correct. Yeah, get into is, that. Which is which is not a good way to punishment because that is that is a way that you are. You know, we like to think of it as just for men, but that that's the way that you are solidifying your relationship is intimacy, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And there's different layers of intimacy. Sure. But um, you know, that's a that's another way and you're actually inviting in more more problems by doing that than than you than you may know. Sure. You know, by by withholding just because you're you're angry or whatever or to, you know, to punish him, right? <laughs> like yeah. going back to what you said, like behaving like you're his mom, mm -hmm. and he doesn't, you know, he doesn't need a mom in this life. He married a wife, not his right. mother. <laughs> right, exactly. And you know, like you were saying, that's not a good way to be punishing someone. And first of all, you shouldn't be. Again, you're trying to punish an adult here. You, you're not supposed to do that. Um, exactly. You know, I and I can. Verify, I've spoken with many men who were, quote unquote, being punished, and it opened up the door That's for what I'm all these things to come into the relationship. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the women would say, well, 
he has no right to do what he did. And I, I've told one, I've told many, I said, I agree, but also you had no right to do what you did. So you need to acknowledge your part in this situation. Well, I didn't tell him to go out and to do this. No, you may not have told them, but again, you opened up a door. As you said earlier, what was the cause? What was the well, cause? You know, let me say this to that. We've got to get much beyond this tit for tat thing in our marriages. He Check did her out, this, y'all. Check her out. <laughs> <laughs> Speak on it. You know, yeah, we we got to get beyond. He did that. I, I got to do this. I got to do that. Now right. I have revenge, revenge. I mean, that's petty. Yes. And it, it, it causes so much division because you're trying to punish someone. Mm-hmm. And as the Bible says, let God handle that. Right. right. That's his child. Let God handle that. Instead of, you know, getting into, because it's so toxic when we do that, it invites all of these negative feelings, negative emotions that you have to sit with, and so on. And it keeps the pain lingering. It keeps the yes. drama. It just it just lingers. It doesn't resolve anything. And I don't know why we we believe that that is resolving something. Delusional. Mm-hmm. Being delusional. I had, and it's funny you say that, I was surprised when I had this conversation with a woman um, about this tit for tat thing, and this woman was 70 years old. Oh. And she had been married and divorced twice, but she was very combative. Mm. And, you know, she acknowledged, she said, well, I know the way I get, because when I get upset, my tongue can rip somebody up. And I was really surprised that she was blinded. I don't know if this was intentional or not, but she was blinded to the fact that she wanted to get married. She wanted to be married again, Mm -hmm. but she was blinded to the fact that a man wants peace. He doesn't want to come home to uh, competition and combating and someone going back and forth. Right. Absolutely. And I was, and you know, I tried to tell her that, but it was like, she, she was not receiving it. So, you know, it's like, you know, you're holding up your own self. Mm -hmm. And as you said, I don't know. And well, in her relationship with her mother and father, her, her father, she told me when he married her mother, he was like 30 years older than the mother. So he was in her life. She all she loved her father the way she talked about him, but it was for a short period of time. So she never saw them um, in the relationship, you know, interacting and learning from that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I learned this here from that experience. Just because you grow older, age wise, chronologically, that does not mean that you embrace wisdom on your past and your traumas. Right. Absolutely. That's so true. That's true. Age sometimes is nothing but a number. It does not equate to maturity. Right. Right. Well, let me ask you this. Um, The book you wrote, um, you and your husband wrote, how has this helped your marriage? (laughs) Um, You know, I think that it, 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 
took us to another level because, you know, we had a project. We normally do things separately in terms of professionally. Sure. And so it helped us to develop intimacy in this particular area. Um, it, it really helped us to, like, express some things that we had been trying to say about our past and so on. Um, so we were able to express those in, in you know, a different way through work, through our words, through writing and so on. And I think it was just another layer of healing for both okay. of us. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Now, what would uh, someone need, when you say they need to make change, uh, what would they need to change? And what happens if this person says, okay, I changed this, but they slip back into their old ways. How do you coach and mentor them? Well, first of all, we have to always give ourselves grace, right? We have mm -hmm. to practice, live with the life, live a lifestyle of self-compassion and self-forgiveness, right? Okay. And and just knowing, you know, we're not perfect people, right? And that, and that's one of the things I, I talk about in the book. My husband and I talk about in the book. You know, we've been sold this lie. We, we, I don't know some of your some of your listeners may be younger, but I remember watching reruns of Leave It to Beaver. And it was just this perfect quintessential family, white picket fence, mother stayed home, father, you know, very agreeable mother, father brought home the bacon and, you know, the kids were all happy and pleasant. And we, we believe somehow that life is like that, you know, okay. that life is all perfect and we're perfect people and we're supposed to be perfect people. And that's not, that's not the case. You know, we're going to make mistakes. Um, we're going to fall down. That's why we need God is because we are perfect, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm sharing all that to say we have to practice a lifestyle of self-forgiveness, self-compassion, and real. when we do make the mistakes, when we do slip, it's okay. Just get back on it, you know. Acknowledge it. Pay attention to it. Sit with it. You know, ponder what made you slip, slip and then get back on the horse and move on, right? So what about the person who says, okay, I messed up. Um, and I forgive myself, but they never make any change. Well, you know, after forgiveness, then comes the change. Oh, right? okay. <laughs> oh, okay. You, okay. Because you, you I've heard want... that many times where it's like, well, you know, I've, I've repented. I've apologized for what I did and God forgives me. But, you know, it seems like you're holding this against me. I got to live with this for the rest of my life. <laughs> and you know my thing is okay yeah God can forgive you but you have to understand your the crime that you did does not mean that the relationship will be the same as it was before that's true that's true okay? we gotta accept that there's a difference between forgiveness and reconciliation oh yes you're talking now okay <laughs> <laughs> See, reconciliation doesn't mean we can't be reconciled, but it may not be the way we were before. Right, right, right. And in a lot of those situations, you don't get to call the shots on how we should be reconciled again. Mm-hmm, yeah. And normally I get blocked when I give answers like that, when I break it down like that. But that's true. But I'm okay. That's true. <laughs> and you're okay. Yeah, you'll still... As my husband always says, you'll live another day. There you go. We'll be fine. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's something that's very important that, you know, a lot of people say, yeah, okay. Yeah, I made a mistake. I fell down again. Okay. Yes, but 
you have to remember, we may have to, for example, we may have to separate before there's ever a reconciliation. And that's okay. Right. That's okay. We have to be okay with that. Right. And see, a part of that reconciliation, I have to be showing repentance or turning away from that. Because if not, according to the scripture, the Bible tells us this about God. Okay, everybody wants to talk about his love and he's a good God and God is good all the time. But also there's another side of him as a father where Mm -hmm. it talks about his putting up with your nonsense. And I'm paraphrasing grace. Him putting up with your nonsense is not going to last forever. Because there comes a point where it's called judgment has to hit you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's true. Okay, so (laughs) that's what it means in the Bible, folks, when it says that I can forfeit or frustrate the grace of God. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You get I can warning. Frustrate the grace of God. Yes, you get warning after warning. It, just go back, look in the Old Testament, read the stories about uh, the people of Israel. That's mm-hmm. why they were in slavery, captivity, captivity again and again and again. Mm. Forfeiting the grace of God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you don't want to be on that side. Correct. <laughs> And we have to realize, yes, there is a consequence to our sin, and we don't always get to pick what that consequence is going to be. That's so true. That's so true. That's something we have, but we don't we don't preach that anymore. Well, and and you know that's unpopular. So I'm I'm doing it's my unpopular. part. There's a remnant. I understand. That's why I'm so confused sometimes. When no, you know what? Let me take that back. I'm not confused when I sometimes see saints acting like sinners. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. not confused because, again, if you are ignorant to the Bible, and if I'm a lazy Christian, I don't realize when I'm practicing the demise of the gospel in my own life. Oh, wow. Oh, you have to be very careful because it's so subtle. It's not... All of a sudden, I could be, mm-hmm. as I said earlier, I could be um, frustrating the grace of God on my life. Mm-hmm. I could be um, being lazy in my finances. That's true. In my fitness, in my friendships, even in my faith. You say pray. Um, I'm I'm yelling. Um, call the pastor. Right. Okay. My Bible doesn't tell me to call the pastor. It tells me to do it. That's right. <laughs> okay. It tells me to do it. I'm telling God what to do, and he told me what to do. So That's true. Those are, you know, those are some of the things, a part of this ministry of fathers and mentors that we bring back when we do coaching also ourselves to young men. Mm-hmm. Because, see, if I don't understand biblical truths, I will mix in my traditions, uh, the present culture, the popularity of the day, and I mean, and false doctrines, false teachings. That's what that means. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that that's so 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 important. Right, right. But Very true. Let me tell you this: uh, this black girl's got to heal any emotional wounds. Um, tell the people how to get in touch with you if they need to reach you. Yes. 
You can find me on all socials. I'm on Instagram, Najima Smalls at Real Life, The Black Girl's Guide to Healing. Um, also on what used to be called Twitter, which is now X, at Najima S. Facebook, Najima Smalls, Shaman and Najima. I'm everywhere. You can email me, me at NajimaSmalls.com. Go to the website. Women, go to the website. There's so many resources there. Uh, the Black Girl's Guide to Healing Emotional Wounds.com. And spell your uh, first name for the people. Sure. N-I-J-I-A-M-A. Okay, that's Najima C. Smalls, guys. Mm -hmm. um, reach out to her. She's already told you how to contact her. I, myself, uh, this is the podcast we call it Let's Talk About It. Fathers and Mentors, our web address is www.agoodword, the number four, today.com. That's a good word for today.com. Um, you'll see other things that we do. You'll see our merch on there. You'll see uh, videos. You'll even get a chance to hear this podcast uh, interview here. Um, from Miss Smalls. Uh, she's doing some good things. And uh, hey, reach out to her because I want all my sister girls to be healed. Okay? Yes. I don't I don't yes. want just fake hair and fake eyelashes and I don't know if you real or fake. I want you to be healed inside. As the scripture says, it's the inner woman that is beauty. That's because, it. because that outside is going to fade away. It won't be there for long. Um, or forever, let me say that. So it's that inner it's that inner beauty that keeps that man. Amen. You preaching. <laughs> I'm just selling the Bible, you know. Just... <laughs> That's Bible. You're just giving them Bible. <laughs> this, this is what you know my elders showed me and taught me when I was younger and you know, uh I ain't been the same since. So you know. <laughs> As I tell my kids, you know, these scriptures, they in my Bible, aren't they in yours? So, <laughs> you know, mine ain't changed. Right. It doesn't change. That's the beauty. Exactly. Exactly. So, <laughs> look, uh, this has been a great interview. Um, wow. Miss Smalls, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for talking to us today uh i look forward to the future yeah uh, absolutely some collaborations give my best to your spouse uh we will spoke, do we spoke last night and um i know he and i we want to just continue um our conversation and build on that relationship absolutely i'm looking forward to it all right all right and thank I'll, you my brother thank you and i'll leave everyone with this scripture and, and I'm super excited about this because I'm always looking for mature women to interview so my sisters can hear, but also my brothers can hear their perspectives and the gifts that God has placed um, in the family. Because I don't, I don't know everything, believe it or not. I thank God for what I do know, but I don't know everything. I leave this scripture uh, for the ladies. It's Proverbs 31. In verse seven, um, in verse twenty-six, it says she speaks with a gentle 
and she speaks with a gentle wisdom. In other words, King James Version talks about the woman that kindness is on her tongue when she speaks. So make sure when you speak, your voice is not pitched high, but kindness is on your tongue in all situations. Miss Smalls, would you like to uh, pray for the ladies before we hang up? Sure. Go Absolutely. Right Go right ahead. All right. Let's look to the Lord. Look, Dear God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this conversation. God, I thank you for my brother, Travis. And what he's doing, God, to continue to bless it. And I want to uh, lift up, God, every single woman that is listening under the sound of my voice right now, God. Touch them. Change them. Allow the words, your words, God, to marinate in their heart, to transform them, to be better, and to pass this on to other sisters that are in need. God, show us ourselves. Show us our blind spots. Allow us to be open to feedback, constructive feedback, and use it to build us up. Help us to be sharpeners, to sharpen others, God, to build more disciples for your kingdom. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great day.